Welcome to the Light Post Podcast, where we endeavor to cast light from God's Word on the issues that impact our lives. I'm Pastor Jim Lowe, and it's great to be here again to talk with you. I want to discuss something today, and, and that thing I want to talk about is, is building each other up. Why we should help and build other people. You know, we work really hard to try to make a life for ourselves, and anytime we're going through something, we're working to try to help improve ourselves when we get sick we're working on our own health when we when we go through things we're working on ourselves but it's important to help other people as well too it's important to work with others and it's important to help somebody when they're going through something there's a scripture here and we can go ahead and start talking about it here it's in first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 11 first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 11 says therefore encourage one another and build each other up Just as, in fact, you are doing. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Just as, in fact, you are doing. It says encourage one another. You know, we're in we're in a time now where people are kind of more so left to figure out this thing called life on their own. We allow people to do what they want and to go their own way. And whatever it is that you want to do, what your truth is, let that be your truth. And what my truth is, let that be my truth. You do you, I'm going to do me. And and then when something happens to somebody because they're doing them and we're doing us, we're not there for them the same way that we used to be or even should be. We're not doing the things that we're supposed to. And we might be there for a day or two, but where's the where's the real help? Are we really, truly standing in the gap for one another or is it OK? Look, I can help you the first couple of days, but after that, you're going to have to kind of you know do something else. You gonna have to call on somebody else. Are we really working to be there for somebody else to stand in the gap, to build one another up? Because the Bible is telling us, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. So I have three reasons to build one another up, why we should be doing it. I'm going to give you the all three of them right here in the, in, uh, in the beginning. The first one is this: three reasons to build each other up. The first one is this: we are not meant to face life alone. We aren't meant to face life alone. The second one is this. Everybody needs building up. And then number three, we all grow when we build others. So again, those three things, I'm giving you all three right now. We aren't meant to face life alone. The second one is everyone needs building up. And number three is we all grow when we build others. So let's talk about the first one. We aren't meant to face life alone. So there's a scripture here I want to go to. And it's in Romans chapter five, verse 15 and 16. And this is the NIV I'm reading from. And it says, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Again, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn and be happy for those who are happy. Be sad with those who are sad. That's what it's saying. Get along with one another. Be there for one another. And don't think you are better than anybody else. And so let's look at that exact same thing. The first, the uh, Romans 12 and 15. But let's look at that in the message version. The message version says this. It says, laugh with your happy friends when they're happy. Share tears when they're down. Get along with each other. Don't be stuck up. Make friends with nobodies and don't be the great somebody. 
give a genuine concern for the affairs of our brothers and sisters. Y'all. We got to really care for somebody else. And this goes beyond just a, a like on a social media post, a double tap on their photo or or, or a heart when, when, when they're in need of something so much more. And, and you really think about it. We tend to do that so much. You know, they post out some some wonderful news about a particular thing. Or maybe it's something that, that that they're going through that's actually really bad. We'll put our little post on there. And then we'll go on about our day. You know, we have to be careful about that. Because we as believers are, are meant to be so much more than just a like or a heart on somebody else's struggle or somebody else's testimony or somebody else's blessing. We got to really mean that stuff. We got to stop being fake happy for other people when great things are happening for them. You know, I was wondering about that thing. And you know what? If if something great happens for somebody, we're supposed to be happy for them. That's what the scripture says. What if they end up with something that you were praying for? You know, that's a hard one, right? You've been praying for something for a long time. You've been praying for a promotion on your job. You've been praying for peace in your life. You've been praying for a financial blessing. You've been praying for a child. You've been praying for... Uh, a, a relationship you've been praying for all of these different things and then now you see somebody else who has gotten what it is that you have been praying for well the bible says that we're supposed to be happy with those who are happy rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn which means that if somebody gets something that you've been praying for you're still supposed to be happy for them well how can you be happy for somebody when they got something that you wanted so desperately it depends on your outlook Because you could look at that and say, well, you know what? If they've gotten something that I've been praying for, obviously God is answering prayer. And if God can answer their prayer, guess what? He can answer my prayer as well, too. They just got their blessing before I did. So now not only can you be happy for them, but you can also rejoice knowing that yours is coming at the same time, too. We got to stop comparing others, y'all. We got to stop comparing others to our successes. We got to stop comparing others to our failures. We got to stop comparing those things to us. And what if God does it for them? That's great. Let God do it for them. We can't care for people if we have the wrong motives, y'all. If we're always concerned about what it is they have. If God does something great for them, let's be happy for them. We got to genuinely support others when things happen. You know, we as the body of Christ, we're supposed to be there to build one another. But too many times we leave life for people to have to figure out on their own. There's a scripture in Romans chapter 15, verse one and two. And this is the message version right here. It says those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter. And not just do what is most convenient for us. Strength is for service. Not status. Actually, before I even finish that, strength is for service, not status. If you are strong, you're, you are strong but so you can help somebody else for the, the use of that strength, not just to say you're strong. What's the point in having all these muscles if you're never going to use them? What's the point in having all of these things and, and, and being able to help somebody else if you're not going to help somebody else? So let me read it again. Romans chapter 15, verses one and two. I didn't even actually finish it here. But uh, so it says, uh, those of us who are strong and able in the faith need to step in and lend a hand to those who falter. And not just do what is most convenient for us. 
Strength is for service, not status. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? The last phrase there says each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, after the good of the people, the good of the people to make sure that they're okay. Asking ourselves, how can I help? Y'all know, but we're in a place where we have a tendency to focus on our own problems so much, so easily. It says that I have, you know, we, we say to ourselves, I have this thing going on or I have that thing going on. But the Bible says we're supposed to be looking out for other people. Even look at the story of Job in Job chapter two. It talks about, you know, you, you know, everything that Job went through. He lost everything that he had. And it talked about Job's three friends in chapter uh, in verse 11, Job chapter two, verse 11. It says Job's three friends and it names them there. And I don't even want to to butcher their names here. But it said when his three friends heard about all the troubles that had come upon him, they set out from their homes and they met together by agreement to go and sympathize with him and comfort him. His friends showed up to do this. Verse 12 says when they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him and they began to weep aloud. And they tore their robes and sprinkled dust on their heads. And verse 13 says, then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. No one said a word to him because they saw how great his suffering was. While these three friends of his weren't the best of friends, they were there for Job when he needed it. They were there when he needed it. They were there for him when he needed it. And, and again, verse 13 says they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights, a whole week. y'all. No one said a word to him because they saw how great his suffering was. No one said a word to him for a full week. Nobody tried to cheer him up. Nobody tried to say anything to him. You know, with most of us, we we want to cut to the chase. We want to go right to it and say, well, you know, it's going to be OK or 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 tell me what's going on. How can how can we help immediately? Well, the Bible says right here in Romans chapter 12, verse 15, it says, again, what we read, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. You mean to tell me that nobody wanted to say to him, well, you know, God's in control and God's going to make it work out. And how long before somebody say, OK, well, you know what? I've been here for three days. It's time for me, me to go home. I, I just pray that it's going to be all right. No, they sat with Job for as long as what was necessary because it was Job's hurt. It was Job's issue. It was the thing that Job was dealing with and going through. And, and the idea behind it is, is that we can't dismiss somebody hurting. Because it's not our issue. You know, when we're going through, oh, we can hurt for as long as we need. We, we can hurt for as long as necessary, recover for however long we need to. But when it comes to other people, look, you, you've been you've been dealing with this for, for, for two hours now. You need to go and get over that. You've been dealing with this for a day. You've been dealing with this for a week. You need to go and get over that. Do y'all realize that sometimes there are people who are going through things. They are grieving and dealing with issues from something that happened to them maybe even years ago. And our response of helping them through it is, is that, OK, we'll give a little bit of time. But that's all you're going to get. I'll pray for you the rest of the way. But that's not what Job's friends did here, though. They went a full week. No one said anything because it wasn't the time or the place to say anything. You know, we as believers, sometimes even in the midst of the things that we go through, sometimes a, a, a reminding us of, of the word of God, while it's so powerful. 
you still got to know the right time to do it. Because you can say the right thing at the wrong time. Y'all hear me? You can say the right thing, but you can say that right thing at the wrong time. And that's what Job's friends were not going to do. Why? Because sometimes people just need a shoulder to cry on. We got to be there when people need us, y'all. There's a scripture in Galatians chapter six, verse two. And it says, carry each other's burdens. And then this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Y'all, we can't lose our compassion for other people. We can't lose our caring for other people. So here's the next reason. So we talked about the first one. We aren't meant to face life alone. The second one is everyone needs building up. And as I said, as I said a few minutes ago, it's not hard to overly focus on the problems that we have because it's our problems. We know what we're going through. We're focused on those things. But the scripture tells us that we always are going to have something going on in John 16, 33. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world. You'll have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. It says in this world, you will have trouble. This is telling us that trouble is not unique to us. This trouble is not unique to me and it's not unique to you. Everybody has something that they're either dealing with or they're going to have to be dealing with because that's the way the world works. Everybody is under attack. Everybody is under attack. From the person who doesn't even know God to the person who knows God and, and is even leading others, which means that from somebody who has not even accepted Christ to the point of even your pastor. The person that you go to for spiritual guidance, guess what? They got stuff going on, too. It doesn't matter how far away or how tight you are with God. In this world, you're going to have trouble. In this world, you're going to have things that are going to go on. We have men, godly men who came under attack. Uh, Elijah in first Kings chapter 19, he was discouraged and he had fear going on and he wished for death. David, David was a person who battled guilt and depression. Talks about that in Psalm chapter 38, verse one. Job, I just mentioned a few minutes ago, and Job won the pain of loss. This man lost every single thing that he had. Terrible story of what he went through. And he was still alive to have to deal with it. Jesus himself, I mentioned the pastor a few minutes ago, Jesus himself, the son of God. Even he was grieved to the point of death. And that's in Luke chapter 22, verse 44. Y'all, nobody is exempt. You're dealing with things. I'm dealing with things and other people are dealing with things and we all need one another. There's a scripture in first Peter chapter five, verse eight. It says, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion for somebody to devour. The enemy prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour Y'all, we are living in times where people are living with depression, doubt, loneliness, rejection, fear, drug addictions, acceptance issues, trying to recover from family abuse. And it may not even be physical. It could be mental from broken homes. They're trying to recover from broken relationships and maybe even sexual guilt. These people are living amongst us, serve the same God that we serve. And some of these people that I described might actually even be you. Guess what? We are all here to help one another. You never know what somebody needs. 
But there's going to be a time when we all need something. This is why everybody needs building up. So let's go to the third reason. So the first one was, was that we aren't meant to face life alone. And the second one is everyone needs building up. Now, here's the third one. We all grow when we build others. We all grow when we build others. There's a story here in Exodus chapter 17, verses 8 through 13. And it says this, it says the Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites of Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. Verse 10 says, so Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron and her went up to the top of the hill. Now, verse 11 says this, as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. Verse 12 says, when Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. And it says, so Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. So when Moses became weary, because other people were with him, they could help him. Now, yes, Joshua was fighting, but it said that as long as Moses had his hands up, Israel was winning. When his hands became tired and he lowered them, the Amalekites were winning. So Moses got to keep his hands up. But Moses, he can only keep his hands up for so long. How long can you hold your hands up? Can you hold it for the duration of of of, of what? Praise and worship. Can you hold it for the duration of a battle that's going on? Moses couldn't do that. And it's crazy to expect him to do that. So what happened was Aaron and her seeing that they said, let me come and help you. Because helping you is helping us. Moses, if we help you keep your hands up, we're going to win this fight. So let us help you. And you see, that was the thought. That was something that they were thinking about. And y'all do realize that it works that same way today. Sometimes the very people who need your help are the ones who are actually praying for you as well. We need one another. Galatians chapter six and two, I'm going to restate it again, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you fulfill the law of Christ. So what this is what it should look like when you cover one another. If somebody's doing something great, tell them and encourage them. If you're seeing God do something great in their life, let them know. Because that might be the same thing that they're praying for. You might see God doing a mighty thing in the life of somebody else, but they could be the ones trying to figure out if they're really hearing God or not. Encourage them. Build them up. Help them. And do not allow them to be worse off. Keep encouraging others, y'all. Because simple words can move a mountain in somebody's life, especially if they need to hear it. For those people that I mentioned earlier who were dealing with depression, a simple word can potentially even help them to help get them started on the right way. Doubt. Let's start encouraging other people. Loneliness, rejection, drug addictions, acceptance issues for those who are living in fear, family abuse, broken homes, broken relationships and even sexual guilt. We can help other people and we should not allow them to go through the things that they go through on their own. So if you know somebody who's dealing with somebody, something, 
be that person to help them. Because in your hardest times, it would have helped to have more people there for you. So you be the change that you want to see in the world. So those three things I'll tell you one more time and then we'll finish here. The three reasons to build somebody up. Number one, we aren't meant to face life alone. Number two, everyone needs building. And number three, we all grow when we build others. So thanks for joining us on another episode of the Light Post Podcast, a ministry of the Guiding Light Church. And for other messages and resources, connect with us online at guidinglight.org, Guiding Light Church on Facebook, or Guiding Light Church TV on YouTube. Pray that this podcast was a blessing to you. And if it was, please share it with somebody and allow it to be a blessing for them as well. It was great being here. Thank you all for joining me. And until next time, take care and God bless.